Where we left off, Montag and his wife, Mildred, had just started reading through Montag's secret collection of books in order to try to see if there really was a meaning behind them or if they were as useless as Captain Beatty and everyone else claimed. Montag then starts to talk to Mildred and wonder about what made Cleary so special. However, Mildred refused to talk about her because she was already dead and, and says that she preferred the people in pretty colors on her TV to the boring books. Montag thinks that the books would be able to help him understand better, but he doesn't understand what he's reading and decides that he has to find someone who could teach him. This makes him remember a time in the past when he saw this old professor in the in the park who was reading a book. Montag had assured him he was safe and they started talking and the professor Faber Faber, I don't know, gave him his address and his address and his phone number in order for him to like turn him in or record him, although Montag never did. Now Montag recalled him and asked him how many copies there were of the Bible, Shakespeare, Plato are left in the wor in the country at least. And Faber who uh Faber claimed that there were none left because he thought Montag was trying to trap him into revealing he had books. This causes Montag to go back to his book pile, and he realizes that the book he had taken from the old woman's house could be the last copy of the Bible in existence, as everyone, every other copy had been burned. He then decides that he could try to turn in a substitute to Captain Beatty, since he, Beatty knows he has like at least one book, but then he recognizes that if Captain Beatty knows which book he took, a substitute would reveal that he has more than one. Uh, he then goes to Faber's, and on the way, he tries to memorize verses from the Bible. But a, like, jingle for this Denham's dentrifice, which I think was a toothpaste or something, starts to distract him and kind of makes him go crazy. And he finally, like, he gets up in front of everyone, starts yelling at the radio to shut up, and way, starts waving his book around and yelling at the different people. The passengers start to, like, get a guard because, you know, crazy person yelling and waving a book, which, you know, illegal. But he gets off in the next stop and gets away. When he gets to Faber's house, he shows him the book, and it makes Faber, like, makes him not scared anymore and allows him inside. Faber then tells Montag that the that the real reason behind his unhappiness is not the books, and but it's more so the meaning they contain, and that it could be found in other media, but the people no longer want it. They no longer want to think about it and find that meaning, and they just want the superfluous, there's a mean word, <laughs> uh, like ideals and thoughts. And he compares it to flowers, trying to survive on other flowers instead of trying to live on the dirt. So, like, they're trying to live on other good, pretty things instead of the real, like, real, dirty, but real world and the real unpleasant aspects of life. Uh, Faber then says that people needs to, people need to find quality information the leisure to digest it, his three things, where they need the quality information, the leisure to digest it, and the freedom to act on what they learn.
And so basically saying that with today's society, it doesn't, well, he agrees with Mildred that the television is more real than books. It doesn't allow the reader to put them down, give them time to think and reason with it and truly understand what they're seeing, whereas books you can put down at any time. They then start to conclude about ways they can fix the society, and Montag suggests planting books in the homes of the firemen so that the profession is discredited and people can see, like, the firehouses burn. However, Faber doesn't think this would work, as firemen aren't really necessary to the suppression because the public had got rid of them before the firemen were even founded. And that if they were able to get rid of the TV families, they could use that as an excuse to bring back books. Montag then convinces Faber to help out by starting to tear pages out of the Bible one by one. Faber finally agrees to help and reveals that he knows someone who has a printing press. So Montag out, and then Montag asks her help uh, with dealing with Captain Beatty that night, and so Faber gives him a two-way two-way radio, so just like that fits in his ear, uh, so they can hear what Beatty's saying and give him responses to say, and so on, and so Faber then agrees to try to see his printer friend, and Montag heads home. On the way home, Montag, like, gets money to uh, give to Faber, and, like, hears, listens to war, uh, like, war reports and how the country's mobilizing, and Faber and him, like, talk about how the country claims they're only moving 10,000, but it's closer to 100,000 or something. I don't remember the exact numbers. Faber then starts to read from the book of uh, Job over the to him, and when he gets, Mo, Montag gets home, he's, Mildred's friends, Mrs. Phelps and Mr. Bowles, arrive, and then they immediately go into the TV parlor to watch their TV. Montag gets tired of this, and turns off the wall, the TV walls, and tries to talk to them. They reluctantly start talking to him again, but he starts to become angry when they talk about how they voted for the president solely based on their appearance and for no actual reasons, and then how they were very rude and cynical about their own families and about the war and made them even angrier. He eventually brings out a book of poetry and shows it to them, and everyone, including Faber, is objecting to this, yelling at him. Mildred, however, luckily concocts a lie, comes up with a lie on the spot, and explains that firemen is allowed to bring are allowed to bring home one book a year to show their family to like prove like, oh look how stupid this is. And so he uh, agree, finally, reluctantly agrees with them, and but still decides to read Dover Beach by Matthew Arnold a poem in the book, which then causes Mrs. Montag, Montag's, or Margaret, no, Mildred, <laughs> can't remember her name, uh, to start to cry, and 
they claim it's due to the evil motion emotional book and poetry. Would Montag then drops into the furnace to try to go along with the lie that oh look how useless it is, but then yells at Mrs. Bells to go home. And think about how she has an empty life and like nothing good and nothing real. And then they both leave. Both of her friends leave. Montag then discovers that Mildred had been burning books like one by one. And so he hides them back in the backyard. Montag then starts to feel guilty. And maybe maybe they are right. Maybe it's not so bad focusing on pleasure. But Faber ensures him that if there were no war and all was right in the word world, he would agree too. Like, if everything was perfect, he would agree. But it's not. And those in, imperfections and harsh realities need to be seen and dealt with. Then Montag goes to the fire station, and on the way, Faber, like, kind of consoles him, but also scolds him for being so reckless, and when he gets there, Montag gives his book, the book to Beatty, and who just immediately throws in the trash without even looking at it, and welcomes him back after his sick leave. He then tries to confuse Montag by quoting all these different authors, especially the authors that... Montag had been uh, hiding and holding onto, but this uh, and this confused him and starts to make Montag believe that it's better to burn books than to read them. And he gets so afraid of making mistakes when talking to B.D. and like revealing himself that he can't even move his feet. But Faber comforts him and tells him not to be afraid of mistakes because they like make you smarter. An alarm comes through, like, alerting the fact that they need to burn a house or whatever and found books, and they get on the way, and Beatty takes the driver's seat, which is something that they say he never does. When they arrive, they realize that it is Montag's house. In this section, Montag really shows how he feels like he, all his life, he's just listened to others and had just done what others told him to do, and he no longer wants to be a part of that. And even when he is going with uh, Faber in his ear, he feels as if Faber is just telling him what to do. And he challenges Faber and basically tells him, like, "Why? how is this any different than what I was doing before, listening to them or listening to you? I want to, like, listen to myself. Which Faber then praises him for his development, like, independent thought. Another big theme in this book that kind of more elaborated on in the section is how technology is both good and bad and how so like there's the hound who's this mechanical pest control who we've seen can also be used to like commit suicide or kill people there's the tvs and all of this new entertainment that's like entertaining but it's deriving people of like critical thinking and making them not able to think of themselves. It's making their lives not filled with anything at all. It's like no sustenance to their lives, but it's still entertaining and good. But then here in this later section, we have Faber's earpiece, where it's beneficial because it's helping Montag get through this and be able to succeed in their mission. But it's also not allowing Montag's critical thought. It talks about when he is like talking to 
Mildred and her friends how his mouth moved like Faber's and how he was Faber's mouthpiece. And although he's only had the earpiece for a few hours, he feels like he's known Faber his whole life. And so it really shows that there's both, uh, like, it's both beneficial and negative. 